Stand with me, please. Today, God, we're grateful to you for this day. We pray that the word of God will speak to us. We thank you for this the service, the worship from Sunday school on through the devotion period. We're grateful. Now, as we have been prepared to hear the word, we pray that the word of God will sink deep. Lord, it will keep us that, Lord, we will keep the word in Jesus' name. I want you this morning to remain standing. I only have a few verses I'm going to read. Sister Michelle will put on the board for me. And this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 21 through 24, the conclusion of our book in Ephesians. And it says this, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus. The beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Please remain standing. She does not have this here. You can go ahead and shut that down. Thank you, Sister Michelle. Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. And this is what it says. Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will tell you of everything that has taken place here. You may be seated. May God bless the reading of his word. If you write the title down, please write down, Delivering God's Message to His People. Delivering God's message to his people. Point number one, I'm going to have one primary point, and that is moving forward with God. Excuse me. Moving forward with what we have been taught. Moving forward with what we have been taught. Having a faithful servant that you trust with the precious word of God is vitally important. The most important book that you could have on your bookshelf, on your table, in your car, in your office, is the Bible. Don't let anyone ever tell you or trick you into saying or making you think that the Bible is not important. It is. Because it is the very word of God. Paul sends Tychicus to deliver a message To not only the Ephesians, so Tychicus is a person that evidently was the amanuensis. He was the amanuensis. Can anyone tell me what that means? A scribe. Thank you, Wednesday night student. And he is the one that is to deliver the message, the word, the scriptures, the letter here that Paul is writing. We also note that Colossians, and many people, uh, scholars, have tried to say that Paul didn't write Ephesians. You got a lot of naysayers when, you come, when it comes to the Word of God. 
Tychicus was also the one, it's believed, to deliver the message and the letter to the Colossians. And get this. He is also the one to have taken the letter, the personal letter, to Philemon, the one who owned the slave Onesimus. I also want you to understand that Tychicus had also been entrusted to have Onesimus go with him as he goes back to his owner. Paul entrusted Tychicus with Onesimus to have him go back with him when he was taking the letters so that he could also go back to his master. You can read that in the book of Philemon. Onesimus was a runaway slave. And there is controversy for some of where he went that could he have gone to Caesarea, but we know that he actually went to Rome. He didn't stay close. He went away, and while he was on the run, God had a plan for his life. He was a marked man because why? He met up with the Apostle Paul. Do you not know that when you are marked, you can't get away? God will cause a fish to come after you. He'll call, cause a bird to come bring you some message. God knows how to get a message to you. And you can try to ignore it if you want to. He may just raise the stakes. Go ahead and avoid hearing what God has to say. He knows how to get your attention. It is, inter it is interesting to note that you do not hear of Onesimus running away when he is given the instructions in Colossians to go back with the apostle, or not the apostle, but what? But with Tychicus. We, we don't hear him leaving and saying, I'm not going back. We don't hear him running away, but we, we, we have this matter here to where Paul wants Philemon to treat him differently. Why? Because now he is a brother in Christ. He's a changed man. Tychicus was from Asia Minor. He is called the Asian when you turn and find Acts chapter 20 verse 4. Paul lists a number of people there, and Tychicus and Trophimus are two of the individuals who are said to be Asian. So we find that he goes, becomes a believer, but he goes with Paul on his third missionary journey. Now, Paul notes two qualities in the book of Ephesians that are noteworthy. He says of Tychicus that he is a one, a beloved brother. Sisters, do not count yourselves out. He's talking about him because he's the one that's with him. He's spoken well of sisters, too, when he sent letters as well. And the second thing that we note is that he was a faithful minister in the Lord. When you look over at Colossians chapter 4, Colossians, the, the, the part that Paul writes in 4-7, uh, he, he also mentions that he was a fellow servant. But here, Paul mentions the two things here. He's a beloved brother, and he is a faithful minister. So Tychicus is going to be sent to Ephesus. He then is going to go to Colossae to give the letter to the Colossians, or 
who are to be the readers of the letters. Specifically, his task, one, is to let the people know how Paul is doing and to let them know how everything is going. He is a minister of the gospel, and while he is there, he is going to encourage them because, one, he has been faithful to the ministry of the word of God. Do you not know that God expects you to hear his word? I've mentioned this several times. In order for people to be saved, they must hear the word of God. I know that you sometimes pray for a miracle, that God will strike them with lightning to get their attention, or that something drastic will happen, that a rock will hit them, something, but it takes the word of God. You may be thinking that if I can just get them and hit them with the book, maybe they'll open it up. (laughs) They must hear the word of God. That's what saves people. I mentioned this before. In my prayer, God saved doing it. God says they need to hear the word. I told you it stopped me in my tracks. They must hear the word of God. You see, you can sit in the pew and still not hear the word of God. Help me. Your mind could be so far away that only your body is here, and you don't hear anything that the pastor or the minister is saying. You need to be fully present, body, as well as your mind. Why? Because the enemy loves to bring distractions. When I'm doing cooking, I don't leave now pots on the stove when I come to church. I don't think I did that anyway before. Hope one time they go, oh, Lord, they got to hurt me and get off because my pot is on the stove. Unless I got a crock pot. <laughs> Why? Because your mind is going to be on what you are making. If they're too long, the service goes a little bit too long, it might burn up. Something might happen. Cook it the night before or <laughs> when you get home. I'm not talking about you, Levy. No, I mean, you, 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 you do just fine. <laughs> Your mind can be somewhere else. So it's important to understand that when you need to hear the word of God, you need to be fully present. Tychicus was a minister. He was a beloved brother. So Tychicus was, was quite, was well known to the readers possibly of the Ephesians church since he had said in Acts chapter 20 verse 4 to be an agent. And so he, he, he possibly was known by this group. But the quality of being a beloved brother says a lot. Being said to be a loved member, a beloved member says a lot. That means there are sometimes things that you can say just because you are beloved that people will hear. You can have the same message and have a foul attitude and a person will not hear you. And you'll blame everybody else for not hearing you. But allow that, that other person who has a spirit of belovedness. And people will, oftentimes will eat it up. Why? Because of his approach, the fact that he's a beloved brother. But notice this, that he didn't compromise the word of God. Paul would not have sent him if there was any concern that there would be a compromising of the word of God. Please understand this. You can be gentle in your approach with people, but it doesn't mean you compromise the very word of God. And so when we have this matter here of this beloved brother, Paul instructed him, take this letter 
and let them know how we are doing. You see, when Paul went to, I believe it was two years that he spent in Ephesus. By the time that he is now writing this letter, it is believed that up to five years has passed, and there would be concern about how is Paul doing. So at the end of the letter, Paul says, I want the church to pray for me, and I want them to pray that I will have the courage and the boldness to speak what God gives me. Tychicus, let them know how everything is going. Let them know how we're doing. They would have been eager to to want to know about this because the time that has passed. And so he dispatches here, Tychicus, and in Colossians we see that Onesimus is also sent. Now understand, Onesimus has not been entrusted with the letters and all of the message. Why? Because Paul didn't really have ownership of him, or he was he could not claim him or give him assignments. Why? Because he belonged to Philemon. So Paul wanted to establish and make sure that when he went back that Philemon would, one, forgive him, and that secondly, that Philemon would understand and know that he owed a great deal of debt and gratitude to Paul for what he did. So he says, on behalf of me, I want you to accept Onesimus back, but not as a slave, but as a brother in Christ. That says something. When you have a person that's run away, that you, that's your property. And understand that if Onesimus had stayed in the local area, others would have spotted him and would have told Philemon, and he would have been picked up. But now we have him being dispatched to give the message and to let them know that he's been faithful to of how Paul is doing and all that God is doing. Paul entrusts Tychicus with the message. And then he, you have to imagine, he places Onesimus in the care of Tychicus. He was a faithful minister. Paul took his ministry so seriously that he was willing to die for the gospel. Are you willing to give your very all, including your life, for the gospel? Paul was willing, and in fact, he did die. Paul was beheaded. Paul must have known at that time of the second imprisonment in Rome. Danger was on the horizon. See, when he went to prison, he had a lot of freedom, had his own house, and and he, he ministered so much to the point that the whole imperial guard had heard about the word of God. When you look at the scriptures, you'll find that Rome had been evangelized. You look at the book of Acts, you'll discover that, that, that Paul's influence and his message and word had run through Rome. Those that were assigned to him heard the message. Let me go on. I was about to take a detour, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on. Paul had the, excuse me, Tychicus had the task of not only letting the people know how Paul was doing and what was taking place, but he was also to encourage them with the word as well as, and Paul sending him, report back to Paul how they were doing. When you look at Ephesians, there are not a lot of complaints or any when you look at the book of Ephesians. Based on Paul establishing the church and establishing this group, they are still doing well in the Lord. In fact, uh, I'm going to go back and what I'm going to do is go back and look at chapter 1 with me real quick. Just go back to Ephesians chapter 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, 
by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul had to leave, and when he left, the church remained faithful to the word of God. That's saying something. Because I know when my dad used to leave, people said, oh, pastor ain't there. I ain't going to church today. <laughs> pastor ain't there. Oh, this is a vacation week. Can you imagine? Three years, and the church remained faithful. The founder, Paul. And so the people would have been anxious because there would be more than likely new people coming in that he would not know. But those that were there, the church, and the report before had been well. And so we have now Tychicus going to deliver the message. (laughs) Tychicus is also mentioned uh, twice in what's called the pastoral letters. The pastoral letters are Timothy and Titus. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12, And in Titus chapter 3, verse 12, we have Tychicus mentioned. Tychicus has has served as, is serving as the courier of these letters, as I mentioned to Philemon. And it is possible, possible that he was one of the ones mentioned in delivering 2 Corinthians. You can read 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 16 through 24. And to see how Paul established the church or that he was the one that had an influence, you can read Acts chapter 20, verses 17 through 38. Verse number 23. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. In the book of Ephesians, Paul begins his letters, he oftentimes does, with grace and peace. But in the closing of the letter here, he says, peace and grace. It is fitting, it is believed, that he mentions grace at the end, because the book of Ephesians is all about God's grace. When you look at the mystery of God, do you not know that you are a mystery? That you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Do, do you not know that you, you have been intricately designed by God? Do you have the understanding that before the foundations of this world were laid, God already had you planned into being here. You may feel bad about yourself at times, but God knew you would be here. So you are something else. When they look at the body today, how marvelous it is. God designed the body. Take God's design and say by accident something happened. You're marvelously made. Don't buy into that by chance. I don't care if a million years pass, this building would not be here unless somebody cut some wood and put it together. You are much more complicated and delicate and special than a building. How your cells function, 
how your body works. God designed you. So we think about God's grace. How he cares for his people. Then after he designed, then he places those that come to him in the body. I told you, the mystery, the mystery is that Jew and Gentile alike come to make up the church. And if you are not in the church, you are on the outside of the church. Remember this, God's coming back for one church. I ain't talking about just people's inner city fellowship. He's coming back for Cornerstone, Baptist, coming back for Presbyterian. Those that belong to him. People around this world, all churches that honor the Lord, he's coming back for the church. The ecclesia, the called out ones. So God's grace, God's grace all through here, Paul brings this to an end. Peace be to the brothers, peace and love with Christ from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ in love. With love incorruptible. Verse 24 is not oftentimes quite uh, totally understood in regards to the meaning. But some have suggested that those who love God may experience his grace and immortality. It is God who is going throughout all of eternity going to shower and favor us with his love. The apostle Paul and Peter were killed by Lucius Domitius, some may even say Domitius, Hinobarus, or Hinobarus. He became known as, oh, that was his name, but he became known as Nero. For the first five years of Nero's life or so, Nero actually was a man who believed in justice and tried to do that which was right. It is interesting to note, when you look at the book of Luke, some of those who were his predecessors, Claudius, you look at Luke chapter 1 and a few couple of others, you will note that their names are mentioned, but not Nero. But he is referenced indirectly because when Paul said in, in Acts around 20, chapter 25, that he was making his appeal to the emperor, it was Nero who was the emperor. I want to go to Rome. But things changed. When those who had been helping him and, and kind of covering him, when one person died, and then Seneca took his life, his own life, there was not that challenge, there was not that protection, and those who had been running Rome, that was gone. And so here, Nero, who had been flaming his own desires and doing what he wanted to do, was now in charge and basically went, I would say crazy, basically became radical. When restraints are pulled off of a person and there is no rule there, we are liable to do anything. Do you not know that laws and restraints are good because they help protect you? They, some, they help protect you from you. If there was no speed limit, how many of you would drive at a safe speed? If there was no officer going up and down that road, how many of you would slow down? How many of you would, would hit the brakes when you see the red lights on the sides or even look down, how fast am I going? If those restraints wasn't there, 
How many of you would do right? Your nature, who you are, your makeup is to do the very opposite of what you should do. Your parents say no, you saying yes. They say do right, you saying I want to do wrong. That's just your makeup. You tell the child don't put your finger in the plug, they will put their finger in the plug. Tell them don't touch the hot fireplace, they're going to go try to touch it until they have an experience. Understand that we do the very opposite. Now, Nero killed Paul and Peter. Peter was crucified upside down according to history. Based on what he asked because he didn't feel worthy to be killed in the same manner as Christ. Turn me upside down. And when we look at this matter of Rome, this is the person that's in charge when Paul is in prison. It's Nero. It's Nero. And, and, and Paul right now has to contend with this man who he has appealed to, who at one time was doing well, but by the time Paul comes around the second time, things didn't go well for him. Paul was eventually executed. But he refused to compromise the word of God. And so he dispatches Tychicus. It is wonderful to be able to have a person when you are going off the scene who can step in and say, we've got it covered. We're going to continue with what you've been teaching and what the Lord has said. I, I tell you this. It's an important thing to note Paul's devotion and love for the body of Christ and the work of the ministry. Because not only was he willing to give us all in regards to doing the work, he was willing to give his very life. In dispatching Tychicus and Onesimus, we find that he can trust them to be faithful because he knew their character. It's a bad thing where you send somebody and you are constantly wondering, oh Lord, what's going to happen when they get there? And you're thinking, oh, if I could only send somebody else. What's your makeup? How do you respond to the challenge of God's word? Could you faithfully take God's word and carry it to a person who needs to hear it? Would you faithfully execute God's word? Or would you change it because of pressure? We don't know how we're going to leave this earth. But I tell you this. There's a promise in the word of God that God honors faithfulness. And finally, I'll just say this. When we think of Stephen, can you imagine Stephen about to lose his life and then blast the people even more? He, he said some words in the book of Acts, chapter 7, that inflamed the people, but he wouldn't back down. I'll tell you this, everyone won't hear the word of God, but I want to encourage you to do this. I want you to be faithful to being the one to give God's word. Use compassion. Be sensitive. Because you can't approach everyone the same way. Get to know people. Share faithful to stand on the word. We've come to the end of the book of Ephesians. We're going back to the Old Testament. One minor prophet, one book. The book of Obadiah. We're going to begin a new series. Obadiah. One chapter in Obadiah. 
we're going to begin to delve into that. Would you bow your heads with me? Today, Lord, we have come to the conclusion for this period of time. We believe that, yes, we'll be going through the book of Ephesians again. That the word that has been spoken, that our wardrobe that we are to put on to fight this spiritual battle that we'll take it seriously. The armor that is to be placed on us that we are to put on that God, we will put it on and not take it off. We thank you right now for all that you have done and all that you have given. We praise you, we bless you, we honor you, we magnify you, and we worship you. Today, may this word, Lord, not leave our very lives, our very hearts. May it prompt us to do better. May it prompt us to serve you more, to be faithful. We give all the glory to you and all the honor in the precious and glorious name of Jesus. While you're still sitting. The only way to go to heaven is to be able to say, Lord, I accept you as my Savior. Forgive me of my sins and live for him. Is there anybody, eyes closed, anybody in this place that says, I want to be saved. I, I don't know fully what it all means, but I don't want to miss being with God as anyone. And it's not based on your feelings. It's based on what he's done. The blood of Christ applied to your life. There's no other, there's no other way. Anyone that says I want to be saved. I want to be saved. If not with that, stand to your feet. I want to, I want to give you an assignment. I want you to pray this week that God will put someone in your path that you can minister to the Word of God, to share the Word of God with. And you're praying that He will create an opportunity and that you will be sensitive to that opportunity. Lord, create an opportunity where I can share your word. Believe me, he'll do it. God bless you.